what's going on? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. Happy Thanksgiving. How the heck are you? How's your week so far? How's your Thanksgiving week? Has it been relaxing? You've been hitting some winners. Thanks for joining us on Thursday, November 25th. On today's show, going to make it a rather quick Thanksgiving show. Uh, normally on Thursdays, we tell some stories. Gather around the campfire, Uncle Tyler telling some sports betting stories. But uh, on today's show, we'll do a Thanksgiving special. I'll give uh, some picks or likes or leans for the NFL today. Three NFL games. That's what Thanksgiving's all about. A little NFL football. So I'll uh, talk about the three games today. First things first, special thanks to Better Edge online. B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com. Like sports better. Better Edge is so much fun. So a couple things about Better Edge. First of all, you can have VIG free betting. So they've gotten rid completely of the minus 110. Now that doesn't mean that you won't see minus 110 on Better Edge. All that means is if you see a minus 110, the other person on the other side of the bet has plus 110. So if you don't like that, you can name your own price. As a matter of fact, right now on the uh, Bears-Lions game, there are all kinds of prices available at Better Edge. There's everything from two and a half to three to three and a half. So if you want to get off those key numbers and ensure you're getting the Lions at plus three and a half or the Bears at minus two and a half, you want to bet with Better Edge. On top of all that, it's a social media platform. So you can make a profile, follow your friends. It tracks all your statistics. It's just so much fun. So it takes everything we love about betting sports and makes it that much more fun. Plus, because the VIG free betting, you're essentially betting risk-free. It doesn't matter how bad a gambler you are. So uh, check them out online, betteredge.com. Use promo code SHARP for a, a free $10 and to let them know you heard about them right here on Sports Betting Daily. All right, so three NFL games today. We will go in chronological order, and I'll give you what I have for today, what I like, where I lean, and I do have one bet. So I've got one best bet, and actually it starts off in the early game, Chicago at Detroit. I like Chicago plus the three points here. Now, this all does come down to quarterback play. Andy Dalton is out. Uh, Jared Goff is out. Here's the, or I should have said uh, Justin Fields is out. Andy Dalton's in. Uh, uh, Jared Goff is out. However, all year long, this is one thing that I've noticed about NFL fans is how wrong <laughs> they can be about their teams, okay? I, I work for Woos Media, and Woos Media, you can check them out online, W-O-O-Z-E Media. Uh, Woos Media has a podcast that covers Denver sports, and I live in Denver. They cover uh, the Broncos, things like that. And it's hysterical sometimes to listen to that show and hear them talk about the Denver Broncos. Why is it so funny? Because to me, who looks at things objectively, I'm not, I'm an NFL fan. I'm not necessarily a giant Broncos fan. It's hysterical to me how unobjective they can be. It's almost like asking a parent to judge their kids on how they're doing in any given activity. Okay. So. Most fans bet on their favorite team or most fans approach the NFL like they're watching their favorite team, okay? Or they're betting on certain ideas. And what I mean by this is there are so many common sentiments out there amongst fans that are just silly. They're wrong. They're inaccurate. One of them is Andy Dalton is a bad quarterback. Right now, today, any Thanksgiving party you go to, I guarantee you 
If you have a conversation with anybody who knows the NFL, because let's face it, it's Thanksgiving, which means you're inevitably going to fall into the conversations of, so is Peyton Manning still playing? <laughs> you know, uh, the, the Saints are going to be on later tonight. Where's Drew Brees? You know, you're, you're going to get those fans. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about football fans, okay? If you sit down and talk to a football fan and say, hey, just you hear Andy Dalton starting for the Bears, most of them are going to say, ah, Andy Dalton, he sucks. Andy Dalton's never blah, blah, blah. Well, while Andy Dalton certainly isn't Tom Brady, the idea that he's worse than Justin Fields or a, a worse option for the Bears than Justin Fields, it's just crazy. Right now, today, and a lot of the professionals who I talk to are very much in agreement with this. Today, Andy Dalton is about a field goal better than Justin Fields. He is worth about three points in favor of Chicago to the line compared to Justin Fields. Now, has Justin Fields looked look better this year? Has he improved? Is he getting better week by week? Absolutely. And in a matter of probably seven to ten games, he's going to pass Andy Dalton. I think Justin Fields is the real deal. He is the answer in Chicago, and he will be a better quarterback eventually, but not right now. Think about it this way. If you were to start a if you were to start a team and you could have the Chicago Bears roster everywhere but quarterback, and then you have the choice. Do you start your team with Andy Dalton or Justin Fields? Today, not starting it for the future. Do you if you're gonna play a pickup game today? I would take Andy Dalton all day. And something tells me a lot of people listening and the average football fan would take Justin Fields. That is a quintessential idea of why the average football fan can't win betting the NFL. They're betting into opinions and ideas like that. That's what I meant about local fans, local opinions, things like that. They just project that onto other teams, i.e. Andy Dalton sucks. So most of the money that I see coming in, especially on game day when a lot of average square people are betting, it's on Detroit. Because Detroit's looked good against bad teams. They've hung in a lot of games they're in. Dan Campbell's one of those coaches who a lot of people get behind. And I'll admit it, the team hasn't quit yet. So a lot of money coming in on the Detroit Lions. A lot of public money coming in on Detroit. And what did we talk about before with public money? It's not, it doesn't really matter that much. They're not changing the line. But we can get a good indication of where the average sports better's going and what the average sports better's thinking with public money. So... I like Chicago minus the three here. I think they're a better team. I think with Matt Nagy, a much better coach, essentially coaching for his job, it doesn't matter whether it's on the road. I mean, obviously that does matter, but not for this line in particular. We're not necessarily betting on situations. We're betting on what the market prices these situations at. And I think after Andy Dalton was named the starter, we should have seen more movement in the market. And I don't think what we've seen is justified. I think we have value right now on Chicago. I think they're a much better team. And like I said, if you want to find a minus two and a half, sign up with Better Edge, start betting over there, and you'll be able to find these prices on a regular basis. But I like Chicago, minus two and a half. Of course, both teams dealing with a little bit of an injury issue. It's late in the season. That's going to be common for all teams right now. At least it's not really cluster injuries for Chicago, so nothing I'm worried about too much. I expect David Montgomery to get going. They're running back. I expect Andy Dalton to play very well. And, uh, well... Relatively, of course, but uh, I do have the Bears minus three. All right, let's get on to game number two, Dallas and the Oakland Raiders. Uh, I don't have a strong lean on this one. I do think that Dallas teasing them down from minus seven and a half to minus one and a half 
would be a pretty good teaser option. So if you're looking for a game to add to something you already like, I would consider uh, putting the Ra- or the uh, uh, Cowboys in there from seven and a half to one and a half. I don't always or often recommend doing that, but I do think that we have some value in this situation with uh, the Cowboys tease. Now, to me, this game comes down to the Cowboys' health. And again, health is going to be a common thing we're talking about with all three games today. But the Cowboys' potential cluster injuries at receiver, uh, CeeDee Lamb is going to be uh, a big part. You know, uh, he had a concussion. He had a concussion, I think, last uh, game at halftime. But they're pointing towards him potentially returning. Look at that. That's going to be a big deal in this game if C.D. Lamb does play. Because if not, you could you could start uh, using the word cluster injury for Dallas. Cluster injury means you have multiple injuries at the same position. And that starts to pile up and really mean more the more players get hurt. Amari Cooper will be out. And uh, C.D. Lamb could also be out for Dallas. So a lot of pressure on uh, their receivers. And I think... Inevitably, we'll see Michael Gallo, Cedric Wilson, Noah Brown get more targets as a result. But if C.D. Lamb does play, it's going to be a huge boost for the uh, Cowboys. Uh, besides that, you know they are—they uh, do have a couple question marks in their defensive line. Uh, left tackle Tyron Smith is also uh, questionable, but he should be back. So Dallas has a lot of guys questionable who could be coming back. C.D. Lamb, probably the most important. Second most important is, uh, like I said, their left tackle Tyron Smith. I'm projecting him to play. He practiced all week. I think he was a full participant on a Thursday. So if Tyron Smith plays left tackle, if CeeDee Lamb's back, I would lean Dallas 7.5. Uh, but I like actually more than the 7.5. Again, teasing it down to 1.5. But uh, I like Ezekiel Elliott over 62.5 yards. I think with, with the offensive line kind of back in place, and frankly, a little rested because a couple pieces were banged up and didn't play for a few weeks. And on top of that, Ezekiel Elliott has not gotten going recently. They've been trying to throw him the ball more out of the backfield, actually. And so I think this is a game where Dallas gets back to running the football, being comfortable, you know, giving Zeke and Tony Pollard the ball over and over. And I do think that Zeke gets the majority of the carries this game. As a matter of fact, the last few games, it's been trending that direction early in the year first month or so of the season, Tony Pollard and Zeke were splitting a lot of the action, but the last month or so, Zeke is getting a a few more carries. And on top of that, if there is one game where I expect Ezekiel Elliott to want the action, want the ball, want the touches, get out there, talk to the coaching staff, it would be prime time on Thanksgiving. So I like Zeke over 62 and a half rushing yards. That's pretty widely available uh, right now. Uh, besides that, not a whole lot on this game. You know, the Raiders' offense has been struggling since their bye week. Uh, they've scored fewer than 17 points in every game. Their running game's non-existent. Josh Jacobs has gone over 50 uh, rushing yards, I think, four, maybe five times, uh, or excuse me, once out of the last four or five games. And uh, they're, they're, not, they're not great stopping the run. I think they're 29th in the NFL total rush defense. So as a result, it's not a great matchup for the rushing defense uh, for uh, the Raiders and the rush offense for Dallas. For that reason, I'll take Zeke. A lean, I, won't, I don't love it as much as Chicago, but I'll lean Zeke over 62 and a half yards. And if you like a teaser, uh, let's take the Cowboys down from seven and a half to one and a half. All right, final game today, the Bills host, or the uh, Bills on the road at the Saints, and this is one of the games I have not that much of an opinion on. 
the Saints are certainly banged up. A lot of uh, injuries. I think their offensive lineman, Ryan Ramschek, expected to be out. Uh, Alvin Kamara going to miss uh, another game. I think he's, this is his third consecutive game. And on top of that, Mel, uh, Melvin Ingram, who was getting those carries and kind of carrying that rushing load, he's injured. So even if he does play, he's not going to be 100%. 100%. As a result, you've seen this line climb from the Bills minus four to, I think the Bills are now minus six and a half. So the line is taking care of this. It's adjusted. I have this right at six and a half myself. And I think that that's an extremely fair line. And, and look, by the definition of betting, if the line is exactly what we have, there is no value. We only make a bet if we have something different than the line, which provides us an edge in our bet. If I've got this right where it is, I don't love anything. So I think, again, it comes down to, can the Saints run the football? Alvin Kamara going to be out. Uh, Ryan Ramschek, their right guard, questionable. Their left tackle is actually also questionable. And a couple running backs who are banged up. So I don't think that the Saints are going to be able to run the football. This could be a long, one-dimensional day for the Saints' offense. Uh, The Bills haven't really been able to run either, but given the last couple games, the turnovers, the weather, that could just be more circumstantial for the Bills than anything. I don't think it's more of an, I don't think it's an X's and O's type of thing, more than they looked cold last game. I don't know how many players on their roster played in the cold before. They just looked freezing, okay? They had several turnovers last few games, which doesn't put your team in a spot to run the football. So again, I think it was more circumstantial with the Bills, and I think that they should get the rush game going uh, this game. So not much of an opinion for the final game of the day, but uh, and really not much of a lean either. I mean, I guess we will lean Saints plus six and a half just because... At home, almost a touchdown underdog. There's going to be a lot of those backups who are really hungry to look good in national TV. And I just hate taking road touchdown favorites. I don't care if it's the Bills. So I'll slightly nudge towards the Saints, plus six and a half. But that's not a very strong lean right there. But either way, that does it for today's show. Once again, my best bet of the day, Chicago Bears minus three. If you get on better edge, you can find it all the way down to two and a half. So we'll go Chicago, best bet for today. In game number two, the uh, Cowboys and the Raiders, I will uh, lean strongly with Zeke over 62 and a half yards, Ezekiel Elliott over 62 and a half rushing yards at minus 110. Also like the tease there if you want to take the Cowboys down from seven and a half to one and a half. And the last game of the day, the uh, Bills at the Saints. Not a huge bet there. Not a huge opinion there. Slight, slight lean with the Saints. They're just so banged up, though. Who knows if they'll be able to uh, move the football. Happy Thanksgiving. Hope you enjoy it. Hope you win some bets. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Sports Betting Daily. Yeah.